Welcome to Network Marketing Breakthroughs Podcast with Rob Sperry, where you will hear stories and strategies to help increase sales in your business. Let's level up your network marketing business with your host, Rob Sperry. All right, I'm going to start out telling you a story. I remember when I first started being so scared of the objections that other people could have. And what am I going to say when they have this objection or that objection? And I don't know how to handle it. And I don't know what to do. And so I remember I'm working with this uh, potential huge, huge fish, which if you don't know what that means, huge fish, we consider someone that could be a big, big time distributor. And this individual was a powerful female in the real estate industry. She was crushing it in real estate. And I had always been told and taught that those in the real estate industry and profession, because it's, it's always about sales, but they're in relationship type sales. So I was always taught these real estate gurus could be incredibly good. So in my mind, I'm new, I'm new to network marketing. I'm just thinking, okay, this is the one, this is going to be that big fish that I need. That's going to propel my rank advancements, right? It's going to propel my check, my influence, my impact, my organization, everything. So I go off. When I say go off, it felt like 30 minutes. I went off on why network marketing is so amazing and why it's the most moral form of compensation on the planet and a job. You train someone to be as good as you or better than you, they get a promotion over you. But in this incredible profession, you train someone to be as good as you or better than you, we both can create a win-win. And I'm going off on all these different tangents and aspects on the power of network marketing. Now, it was probably only five or 10 minutes. I still don't know how long it was, but it felt like 30 minutes. And she says to me, her name is Janelle, and she says to me, Rob, I love network marketing. And it was a huge aha moment for me because I was projecting my own insecurities. I was projecting, right, because I had, when I first started, a huge, huge issue with network marketing because I knew done right it was great, but I had so many people that approached me wrong that I was so annoyed by it. And so I was thinking every single person had the same experience as me. You see, we see the world through our eyes. Let's talk about how to handle any objection, which will help you to increase sales in your organization. Now, don't mistake in what I'm saying. We're not going to convince someone to do something that they don't want to do. That's not what handling objections are. But there have been different studies that have been done and some say 50% and some say all the way up to 75, 80% of people when they give their initial objection, it isn't the real reason why. So for example, when someone says, I don't have enough money, there's a deeper objection. Okay, hopefully that's making sense. And we're gonna, we're gonna go more and more in depth. I promise you, you're gonna wanna stay tuned till the very, very end and watch all of this. You're gonna figure out new insights and perspectives. For some of you, it's gonna be reminders. For others, it's gonna be a better way to convey the vision and communicate with your teams. So here are some of the common objections, and I know there's more, but money, time, job, 
personality, salesperson, right? These are the common objections that people come up with. So the first thing I want you to understand when we're going through this whole strategy session here is different personality types. We know this. There are different personality types. They're just are. So as I talked about at the very beginning is we see the world through our eyes. We need to seek first to understand them, right? And their style instead of being defensive. So someone says, pyramid scheme, right? Well, I'm not going to instantly get all defensive. No, you're, you're the real pyramid scheme. What, which company do you work for? What are the chances you're ever going to get to the top of that company, right? If you go work for a massive corporation, what does that do? Or the family structure, that's the same exact structure and getting defensive instead ask questions. Well, what do you mean by that? And they could mean no harm. They just, the way they convey and communicate it. Oh, I just mean that you could create an organization, a team where, you know, you're going to be able to be incentivized to grow that and, and generate profits, right? I mean, that's how the world works, right? They're CEOs, CFOs, uh, COOs, right? Vice presidents, 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 then vice presidents, right? Managers, this is just how the structure is. And so the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to ask more questions, because I want to get to the core of what first, what they really mean. And I also want to get to the core of what those objections are. And we'll come back up to these objections, the common objections here in a little bit. So I want you to listen more, understand that questions are the answers, understand that most people don't give their objections, the real objections right away. And then when they give you an objection to simplify it, I want you to ask more questions, right? So someone says, okay, right? We'll go, we'll go to it right now. I don't have enough money. Like, oh, totally understand, right? Feel, felt, found. Totally understand. Is that if you had enough money, is this something that you would be interested in? And a lot of times they're going to be like, yeah, I would totally be interested. Or a lot of times you'd be like, no, you know, I wouldn't be because I also feel like I don't have enough time. Okay, great. Now we just got another objection. So we start figuring out what it is so we can start diving deeper and deeper and deeper because our goal is to communicate the information well enough they can make an educated decision. So we're focusing on communication. We're not focusing on this hardcore sales, right, of overcoming the objection like, like most people think. We're thinking of it completely differently. So I want you to understand that. So when we go through this, and we'll go through a couple other examples here, the next part to handling these objections is using third-party validations. So anytime somebody has an objection, I found that the top two reasons that people don't have success, not even talking about objections, just in general in network marketing is number one. They aren't making enough new contacts, right? They're making the plan for the plan of the plan of the plan. And they did six hours of PD, which they think stands for personal development. And it really can mean procrastination development. I'm calling myself out because this was me, right? It's learn, action, 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 action. Too many people, what it is, is learn, 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 ah, a little bit of action. And you got to make sure that you're focusing on 
learn, but then action, 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 action. So the second reason I found, top reason why those in the network marketing profession don't have as much success as they want to is they're doing third-party validations for whatever reason. They, maybe it's because they feel like they're bombarding someone, they're scared, it's, it's the process. Like there's so many limiting beliefs with it. But think about this. World-renowned doctor says, you've got to take product X, Y, and Z. It's going to make all the difference. And then you go to your two best friends and you say, oh, I'm looking at taking product X, Y, and Z. What do you think? Your two best friends in the world say, oh, we've tried it. Absolutely awful. It doesn't work. Don't ever take product X, Y, and Z. Most people, no, not even most, the vast, vast, overwhelming majority of people are going to listen to their two best friends over the world-renowned doctor. That is the power of testimonials. That is the power of testimonials. So I don't care. Third-party validation is just hearing another voice. I know that some of, you, some of you are like, I don't even know what that term is. It's another voice. So that could be I'm talking to, to Sally, right? You know I like to use the name Sally. So I'm talking to any Sallys out there, you got to message me. Don't worry, I'm using it out of love. So I'm talking to Sally, your new prospect, and she comes with an objection. I've asked a couple questions. At some point, we'll talk more about this, I'm going to transition her as soon as possible to a third-party validation. That could be a three-way call. That could be an in-person type meeting. That's a third-party validation. Uh, so at an event, that could be a Zoom. That could be group messenger chat. My personal favorite doesn't always work. Sometimes somebody needs, you know, that personal touch and conversation, but success loves speed. It's a way to create that speed where you don't have to coordinate time. When is she available? When is Sally available? When am I available? When is Joe, the person I'm getting them on available and I'm coordinating all this? This is just a quick way with the messenger chat. So all I can do is I can take Sally, I can add Joe, myself, we're in a group chat. So now you say, well, how, how do I do this? All I do is real quickly, hey, Joe, I just want to introduce you to Sally. Sally's absolutely incredible. I just wanted you to hear a little bit of her story, um, you know, get to know her a little bit. But first and foremost, I want her to hear a little bit about your story and your experience. So it's just hearing another voice. And then sometimes I'm going to implement the question that she had. Hey, she's really interested in the products. Her biggest concern right now is, is the money. I'd love for her just to hear your story. So it's not that Joe's going to get on and be this hardcore salesperson. No, Joe's going to share his experience. So I'll give an example. Hey, Sally, you know, glad to meet you over Facebook Messenger. Yeah, I've been involved now, or I've been using the products. If we're talking about products for the last two years. Totally understand, Phil felt found, right? Totally understand where you're coming from. It's like anything, right? We're all willing to pay, you know, X amount of money for the iPhone, the newest iPhone or the newest Android, right? If it works really, really well, or you could get another example of products. It's all about value. I've just found for me personally, right? Fill in the blank. What is the solution the products provided? I found for me, right? I'm giving an example here. Let's say you got weight loss products. Again, you have to say things that are only true. I found for me personally, it was really tough to be able to lose those last 10 pounds. It took me about two months with these products, but then I was not only able to lose that weight, drop that weight, release that weight, I've been able to maintain now without having this huge change in lifestyle, which is the first time ever. The other cool part about it is I've seen literally 
hundreds or thousands of people that have had crazy, crazy good experiences. So up to you. I'm, I'm here to answer any questions that you have. We're never going to be the hardcore salespeople, but love for you. At the very least, you should try these products, right? Super simple. That wasn't salesy over the top. Like you got to do this, just conversational. Any questions you have or anything like that really quick. So, I mean, that's less than two minutes and that's what you want on Facebook messenger when you're doing third-party validations is you want it to be short and sweet. Be more conversational is another tip for handling objections. People are going to get defensive. They say that 97 plus percent of communication is nonverbal. So yeah, part of it is the words you say, but part of it is also the tone that you have. There's some, and I know that, you know, sometimes they can't even see your body language because it's just voice messaging. But when somebody is giving you objection, try to be less defensive and be more conversational. Hey, why do you feel that way? Or what do you mean by that? I just want to make sure I understand your question or your objection. Another thing that will help you out. If, right, fill in the objection, if money weren't an issue, would you be ready to get started? If time weren't an issue, would you be ready to get started, right? If, let's just take this out of the way, if being a professional salesperson, because I want to make sure you answer all the questions that you have, weren't an issue, would you be interested or would you be ready? You don't say interested. Would you be ready in getting started? So let's go through the money issue. The best presentations handle the objections during the presentation. Okay, that's number one. You're like, what does that mean? Well, if you commonly are getting objections in your quick, you know, let's say it's quick five minute presentation you're doing, or maybe it's a Zoom or something, then I like to cover a couple of the most common ones, whether it's one or two inside of that presentation. Yes, I do it conversational. Second thing I want you to understand is, going back to the story I told you at the very beginning, typically the objections you get the most are from your own insecurities, okay? So if your objection is, or if your insecurity is money, you're gonna find that that's the biggest objection you're going to get because of your confirmation bias in your own insecurities. It's like someone can whisper money and you can hear it. Whereas if money wasn't an issue when you came in, and isn't an issue for you right now, you're gonna find that you probably won't get that objection that much, but our insecurities become amplified. So if it's network marketing, if it's time, if it's whatever it is. So that's the first thing to understand for you to be able to handle objections is the first thing is you gotta work on you the most. For me, money wasn't an issue when I joined network marketing. And at the time, right, I mean, this is well over a decade ago. This is 2008. At that time, right, bigger packages were what was being sold. And so I was a 28-year-old guy, right, and I'm selling these huge packages. But money was never an issue. It never was an issue. I never felt like somebody didn't join because of lack of money. Because I felt like, no, it was just lack of value because that wasn't an issue for me. My issue was insecurity, like I said at the beginning, was network marketing because I had had so many people approach me the wrong way. So I believed it could be done right, but I, I believed everybody thought everyone else did it wrong. So that was the insecurity that I 
That's the insecurity that I held, but it's also the insecurity that I constantly heard that I had to overcome my own demons. Just making sense to you, this is pretty deep. Okay, so money. <clears throat> I like to give analogies. Money's never an issue. Okay, so I'll say this to people. Look, I want to be right, feel, felt, found, totally understand where you're coming from, you know, especially with, you know, the chaos that's going on, or if it's a bad economy, which it was in 2008, I said that, whatever, feel, felt, found, something you can genuinely say. Totally understand, right? But I'm going to tell you this. Money is never an issue. And some of them, like, look at me. I say it in a very conversational way, so it's not like, I'm trying to be offensive or anything like that. And I never offended anybody when I said this. Value's the issue. And this is where I give them analogies. Think about it. We all spend money, whether it's going to our favorite concert or whether spending splurging a little bit when we go to a restaurant, right? Or buying some sort of entertainment or buying the latest and greatest smartphone that comes out or going on, you know, that vacation. It's all about value. And I totally understand that. So my goal is, is to make sure that I help you see the value, right? So if I'm talking from a distributor perspective, I could say things simple like, look, if this is something where you felt like you could make your money back and then start making an extra, whatever's good to you, an extra two, three, $400 a month, money isn't an issue. The question is, is, is it worth it and can you do it? So first you're asking, can I do it? And then you're asking, is it worth it? And I totally understand that. And I can't make that decision for you, but I can just help give you information so you can make that decision. Look, I was the number one recruiter out of a million distributors, and I was never the clonk people over the head type style. It's not my style. I like to lead through influence, not through title. But I was very conversational and handling these objections that are like, yeah. And I would even give examples like, look, I can't make any guarantees. We can create goals. And so I'm talking offense now if it's distributed. My goal is I want to help you with our business plan, make your money back in, fill in the blank, right? I'm not making any empty promises and I tell them that. My goal is to help you make your money back in the next week or two weeks or whatever your goal is, month, whatever it is, right? And I take that as a personal mission when somebody signs up with me. You see, now I'm talking in offense, not defense. Simple, simple analogies. Now, yeah, I can't make the guarantee they're making the money back, right? And I'm not making that guarantee. I never would. That's against compliance, nor should you do that. It's empty and false promises. That's short-term gains and sacrificing, you know, long-term viability. You don't want to do that. So <clears throat> that's a big word for me, viability. So I got to stop, pause for a second. Can't take yourself too seriously, right? Time. <clears throat> this is the next one. Need time. Look, what's the real objection they have? You think that somebody that says <clears throat> that they don't have any time, if now they were making fill in the blank with some incredible numbers, that they wouldn't have any time if they're looking at building this as a business? Of course they would make time. It's about value again, it's about priorities. So, <clears throat> a couple different things you can do is again, ask more questions, right? See if that's the real issue. Um, and <clears throat> maybe that's the issue they're giving, 
right? Because they just can't see it taking priority with everything that's going on. And some people are good. Busy is the cliche word these days, right? Hey, how are you doing? Oh, I'm so busy, right? Important. I do it too. I try not to, but I do it too. Because everyone's like, I'm so sorry. I know you're so busy. I'm like, we're all busy, right? So here's a quick way. Because my goal is to help you educate people quickly. Totally understand, right? I say that a lot. You, you don't have to say totally. You may be like, you sound like a 14-year-old girl. You can say something different. I totally understand. Guess what's great about this business, right? I've already asked the questions. Make sure that's the real concern, objection. They say yes. They say yes. They'd be willing to join if it weren't for time. Great. I got a solution for you. Here's the greatest part about this business. Number one, you can go as fast or slow as you want. It's your own business. There are no set hours. Some weeks, maybe you don't do anything. Other weeks, you, you've got an extra three or four hours. Second thing is, we're always talking to people anyways, right? Whether it's texting or messaging, or we've got incredible social media strategies to help you out and create leverage. Third thing is, is I have time and my team has time. And we know the definition of sanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. And most people, where they're at in their lives, they're, most people, it's Groundhog Day, they're going to be in the exact same place five years from now. So you've seen this and you're excited about this, but I get it, time is an issue. So here is the solution. I got the time. Let's say you spend the time of just, you know, utilizing our system, whatever your system is, whether it's a text messaging system or it's an ATM strategy, adding people to Facebook groups or you're approaching people, whatever you're doing, however you're doing. What we're going to do is we're going to find just a couple people. We find a couple people where you make the introduction, which isn't that time consuming. And then I'm going to take those people and we're going to start to grow your business. So how's the best way to create leverage? As Warren Buffett says, if you're not making money while you're sleeping, right? If you're not making money while you're sleeping, you're going to work until you're dead. And so best way to pick up 20 hours of leverage is I'll help you. And we're going to go with some of the people that you know, and we're going to use whatever your strategies are. I know some of you are like more cold method market, whatever your strategy, I don't care. I'm just giving an example. We're going to go find a couple people. And let's say we find four people that work five hours a week. You just picked up 20 hours a week, 20 hours a week of leverage of creating your own business, of being able to create a residual passive income. So you see, again, I'm talking in offense. I'm handling it. I'm explaining as I'm saying it as well. But imagine if I just say it. It's really, really quick. That's my goal. Because what works is what duplicates. A lot of people, right, you know, for them, it's, it's you know, we go through these job, uh, personality. I'm not good at sales, right? Again, you ask more questions, figure out. Uh, the job could be as far as, you know, they just don't have enough time. Uh, the other, the other issue could just be as, as they're doing this, I'm um, going along with job. It could be, they just don't feel like they have the personality. I'm naturally an introvert. Now with all of these different objections, this is why the power of third party validations is so important because people are looking at it and they're thinking, I can't do what you're doing. I don't have your style and your personality. You're way too good. Or they're looking at you like, I don't want to follow you. Right. I know that's tough love, but they're either looking as you're too good and they're using that against you, or you're not good enough, and they're using that against you. Think about that. So that's why, regardless of where they're at, you ask questions, you give them examples, but 
Now, what we're going to do is we're going to get them on with somebody else. We're going to do some sort of third-party validation. I'm not good at sales. Exact same thing that goes with the personality, right? Feel, feel found, tell stories. Maybe you feel like you weren't good at sales. You can give them quick examples, right? Hey, I get it. It's because our perception is, is sales is convincing someone to do something they don't want to do. That's not what we do. Look, we all sell. And I give them examples. My kids are selling me on fruit snacks every single day. I had to sell my wife right on going on a date and then getting married. The difference is, is we just look at that as life. Everything in life is sales. This is no different. Just like I'm doing with you, we're going to convey the information. You've got help from me. I've got help from others. We all have help. We have a team. If they're interested, great. If they're not, hopefully they can point us in the right direction. So it's really simple as we do this. And I found some of the best best network marketers are actually real estate agents and teachers because they know how to convey and communicate. They're like, oh, okay. That makes sense. Hopefully this is making sense to you. So you use this, this formula, this process, and as you do it and you get better, you notice the tone of my voice and you notice, yeah, you can see my body language, but you notice how it's just, it's really simple. I'm not over the top. I handle things real quickly. I never make anything a big deal. I'm cool, calm, collected, right? I'm lovingly bold still. I'm straight to the point and I go make it happen. Now, real quick, I want to show you guys some things really fast. I know many of you have already gotten this. Recruit your way to six figures, including myself. There's 20 different authors that are giving you their best strategies. And you think like, I mean, the big, the book's thicker than, than my book, The Game of Conquering, Game of Networking, but it's not crazy thick. And I'm telling you that because there's no fluff, straight to the point. Like it's not, I know life stories can be good, but this is, this is all about strategies and skills. And <clears throat> dun, 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 dun. I'm losing my voice because I've been doing too many trainings. This happens to me several times a year because I'm naturally soft-spoken. I feel like I'm yelling right now just to sound like a normal human being. Hopefully, this whole training on handling objections, there's some insights and some perspectives you're going to take for yourself, for your current teams, for your future teams. Good leaders have vision. Great leaders have vision. I appreciate, as always, for all of you, for tuning in. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to my podcast. If you're loving the podcast, make sure you go smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of the latest and greatest podcasts. And as always, please go leave a five-star raving review. And then the last thing I always want to mention to all that listen to podcasts is if you go to www.robsperry.com, I have tons of free content there to help you out to build your network marketing business.